This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. With Jeremy Thompson, I'm your host, Jay White. Jeremy, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Wiltz Couture is out this week. Hopefully he'll be back next week. And as always, we want to hear from you this morning. If you've got any problems in your tech world, questions, comments, or if you want to share anything awesome or ridiculous or what's making your tech world go round, call us today. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464. There's a ton of, uh, as always, there's a ton of news, including uh, Fortnite, uh, Chapter One, um, going by the wayside in quite the most epic fashion, I must admit. As a person who's not necessarily a Fortnite player, I've played it a little bit and I see the attraction in the game, but it's not something that I was ever really uh, drawn or attracted to very much. But the way that they wrapped up their first chapter was pretty doggone epic. And uh, along with that, uh, as I mentioned, Sony is launching its uh, new 360-degree audio format uh, coming up this fall. Tile, uh, in anticipation of Apple getting into the Bluetooth tracking device business, has released new sticky products. Um, uh, Tile is already a very, very cool product. We can talk about that. Uh, it has uh, saved my backside multiple, multiple times. Uh, and what they're adding now is something that I've actually joked that they should do, uh, and that is making Tile products easy to just stick on anything that's small. And we'll talk about that uh, as well. But uh, the big thing is Google. Uh, their Made by Google 2019 event was yesterday, and we will dig into uh, all of the stuff that they uh, announced for the fall and uh, holiday seasons coming up. There's plenty to unpack there. But first, Jeremy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jay. Uh, doing great down here. Uh, woke up this morning to uh, a bit of rain. <clears throat> excuse me, in one of my closets, and uh, oh. I just recently <laughs> moved, and um, I had some musical equipment in there, so ah. um, I had to act quickly um, to alleviate the situation, but I uh, have now disassembled my first synthesizer and cleaned it up, so well, that's just another one of those things, yeah. you, you know, necessity is the, the mother of invention, they say. You so. can check that off the list, huh? That's right. That's right. Uh, I think my synthesizer is okay. I'm going to give it a while to dry before I try to turn it on, uh, which is what I always recommend when it comes to any kind of electronics that get wet. Give them time before you try to turn them on. Give them time. Give them time. <laughs> but should we give them time? 
should give them time. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I didn't have I, my house flooded a couple of years ago uh, in a flash flood in our neighborhood, which was uh, ill-equipped to handle such water. Um, and I didn't lose musical instruments, but I lost a, a giant collection of vinyl records that was passed down to me from grandparents. Uh, yeah. And so it was cool to be alive uh, because and I learned about flash flooding that day. Uh, yeah. They call it flash for a reason. And that stuff can get on you real quick when you're not looking. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it was <laughs> it was good to to be alive. And I guess the house was still standing to a certain extent and we had the insurance to kind of get it fixed up, but, uh, walking through the garage and, uh, there were some people from the neighborhood. I was coaching a, a, a middle school baseball team at a, at a school in the area. And a bunch of those guys came by and they were like ripping stuff up and cleaning stuff out. And one of the kids was carrying out that huge box of warped vinyl. And, ah, that, oh. was, that was like the most heartbroken of anything I was, you know, I mean, these guys well, are going to have to come in and pull the walls out and everything else. But seeing that warped box of vinyl just totally ripped my heart out. So uh, just this weekend, I moved my entertainment center over to my house. And I had taken my PlayStation, my Xbox, my Switch, all of these things out of this closet. And uh, the where they were sitting in the closet, they would have been right dead center on where all the water was falling. So mm-hmm. I count my blessings that it was just... A keyboard and a, or a synthesizer, and uh, not a whole bunch of uh, my gaming consoles, which would have been much more difficult to clean uh, and repair. No doubt. So I, I'm very thankful. Uh, all of that stuff is fine. Any, anything else, you know, it, pretty minor otherwise. But I just got all my stuff out of the closet, and I'll get that leak fixed. So you yeah, talking, that was my excitement for this morning. <laughs> right. You were talking last week about. Uh, building uh, the uh, Thermo Tank 9000 uh, at the store. We put a picture of uh, uh, the shell of that thing up on the our Facebook page. Uh, how did that How did that come about? Are you Are you done with that already? How much did you How much chance or time did you have to like tinker around and and learn different things? Like you said, you were looking forward to. Well, I'm actually still uh, in the process of designing that unit, so I haven't moved forward with anything else. I do have the uh, the board and the processor. Uh, the actual components that I need as far as the computer goes, I have those. But as far as the water cooling rig, the pump, the reservoir, all that stuff, I have not yet pulled the trigger on that because I want to be very careful, do a lot of research, and make sure I only have to pull the trigger one time. Wow. That's you know what when I was when I was buying a, uh, a a gaming computer the last time that I went into PC shopping mode that is some of your higher end options include that type of cooling for your PC and I wound up going against it just because there's so many different options and the the learning curve of that stuff is is seemingly drastically steep uh either you kind of know what you're doing or you have no idea what they're talking about and so in that regard that that kind of made me steer away from it in in, in just totally in general well being thorough with this kind of stuff is is always important it's kind of like when you get a recipe you want to make sure that you actually read through the recipe so that you understand any of the upcoming steps because there's always things that can catch you 
off guard, like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to do that first or yeah. do this before I did that. Uh, always, always being thorough and, and researching. What, what a lot of people do is, you know, they'll go and they'll grab a video and they'll, they'll watch it and they'll be like, okay, I know everything I need to know. And <laughs> you're nowhere near right. what you need to know. Well, that's kind of it. I mean, I've owned uh, several computers that did not have that type of cooling in it, and uh, I managed not to break those, at least that part of it anyway. Uh, and so I kind of went with that as opposed to, just like you said, not knowing exactly how I'm supposed to take care of a situation like that and not going in blind and and you know ruining or messing up something that I just invested a bunch of money in. Anyway. Well, it's it's another reason that I'm I'm the doc, man, because <laughs> I I go through and I actually read the instructions, you know. It, like so often I'm just the guy that does that and other people are like, "Ah, I don't fool with that stuff. I don't understand it." Well, if you read it, it would help you understand it, but I understand not everybody wants to read. So that's that's just one of those things I like to do. It's one of those things I'm good at. I tell so. you what, I mean, you're you're an expert. And also uh, Allison, who does autocorrect on Thursdays, one of the things she always says, she says this as much as she says anything on any episode of autocorrect, it's read the manual. So how about that? That's, that is, it's not sexy and it's no fun, but I guess it covers your backside. We've already talked yes, about sir. that a lot this morning already, covering one's backside. All right, so uh, the Made by Google Day was yesterday. A big, big deal for Google announcing all of the uh, the, the next advances in their products for the holiday season for 2019. And this one yesterday, including the Pixel 4, the Pixel 4 XL, uh, the Pixel Book Go, the Nest Mini, uh, Pixel Buds. Uh, the next gen Google Assistant and something I know you're excited about now an, an actual uh, launch date for Google Stadia. What's your uh, your impression of everything that went down that Google announced yesterday? Well, um, <clears throat> I look at these Pixel Buds and I kind of grit my teeth a little bit because I know <laughs> I, I told you in the past I had a little bit of experience with these. I see these are um, th- honestly they're really ugly. <laughs> they're yeah. really ugly. Um, they kept the circular design of the original Pixel Buds, but they lost the uh, wire that held them together, so now they are truly wireless. I just hope that they work better than the original Buds. Um, And I know last week we were talking about Stadia, and I was talking about how worried I was that we didn't have an actual launch date. And I was was curious. I mean, almost almost, Right, uh, almost (laughs) a, a month out and we get uh, a release date finally that is that is very interesting um but yeah they've got some uh so does some that signal cool does stuff that, coming up does that signal Do any I, red flags for you that the, the the release date is a little bit over you know i guess maybe what like we're technically talking five weeks before its launch so i have uh inadvertently got more involved in the uh the the, the manufacturing uh mindset of things as i have uh kick-started and crowdfunded a number of tech items that you know they say hey it's coming in july of 2019 and then they run into manufacturing issues and, and parts supplying issues and yeah. so forth and so they have to continue to push it back and i'm thinking that that's what it was they were they were trying to make sure that they were going to be on point, they knew it was going to be sometime in November, but they didn't have an actual date because of supply or whatever the case may be. But that's that's my assumption. So, for folks who have not really paid attention or or don't know what Google Stadia is, tell them how uh, tell them what that is and how it kind of differentiates itself from the rest of the the gamer universe upon its arrival. 
So the Google Stadia is different in the sense that there is no console. You simply connect to a cloud-based service that will stream the game directly to you. Um, this is not something that's been done before. Google has experimented with it, but now they've they've reached the point where they've got plenty of uh, partners on hand. They've got Bungie. They've got um, uh, Take-Two, which is uh, the ones that do uh, Grand Theft Auto. They've got a lot of different uh, game companies that are backing this thing up, and it's pretty exciting because we've never had a, a console-less gaming experience. So I'm curious to see uh, how this works. I've definitely got my pre-order for my Stadia in, so, and I have since the summer. So I'm ready to get my hands on this thing and see what it's like. So what's the, you know, as opposed to, you know, previous generations, you mentioned it's a console, it's actual hardware that you go to the store and buy uh, for a specific one-time price point and you take it home. And it's yours. This is different. So, what's the what's the price point, or, or what's what's the cost of Stadia? So, uh, the actual console itself costs, I believe, it's one twenty nine, or not the console, the uh, the controller and the uh, Chromecast that they send you. Um, it's one twenty nine for that, and then it's nine ninety nine a month for the subscription service, which comes with some. Some included games. It's going to be uh, kind of like your Xbox Game Pass or your PS Now, where they have a bunch of games that you can get access to with that subscription fee. And then, of course, you can buy games through that uh, those stores uh, that you can also uh, – stream to your console or so, to your TV. So gaming, I have to stop saying console. There's no console. Right? Platform is almost what, you know, that's right. one of my favorite buzzwords, even though I use it sometimes when it doesn't even really fit. But so the, so Google Stadia, uh, when I corrected myself there, I totally lost my train of thought. I had a really good question to follow up on that with. All right. So we know gaming computers will be able to handle this thing with no problem, but for folks who have kind of mid middling or kind of run of the mill computers, how does this change? Right, because you don't have to use your you don't have to use the power of your computer to necessarily push the engines that run these games. And now it's more about a graphic thing than it is necessarily a a, a RAM thing, correct? Or a uh, well, it's going to be more more about quality all the processing is done on google's end they just stream the experience straight to your tv or your computer or however you want to do it uh, it, uh of course it's i haven't gotten to play with it yet but as far as i know it's just going to be uh, a site that you log into that you have access to just like you'd log into netflix or hulu or anything else so that's interesting so i mean it, it, basically the only part of it that will be on your end is is to be able to have a computer that can keep up with the graphical load or the the, sure. the load that the graphics put on your computer which is i mean that's that's a whole lot easier to kind of keep up with we're just getting started here with um the uh, made by google stuff from yesterday that they announced the 2019 event we were talking about Google Stadia right there, but there's plenty more uh, that they got into, including, uh, you know, Jeremy touched on the Pixel Buds right there. They're now true wireless, um, which uh, the old man on the lawn and me hates because it just makes it a zillion times easier to lose. It's partly why I won't even go near them. That, and I'd still like to plug my headphones into my phone, and that really makes me the old man on the lawn. Um, the, the, the Pixel 4 and the Pixel 4 XL, as well as next-gen Google Assistant. There's plenty of that to talk about uh, and much, much more. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We'll be back.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Jeremy Thompson. I'm Jay White. Wills is out this week. You can call us up today with any of your tech questions or problems or stories, anything like that. It doesn't always have to be bad news when you call. It can be good news as well, stuff you figured out. Or if you want to keep us updated on a story you called us with earlier, please do so. one eight seven seven mpb ring is the number, one 672 7464 So, Jeremy, we... Uh, we we kind of glossed over, uh, generally speaking, all of the things that Google kind of uh, announced yesterday at its Made by Google event. Um, outside of a release date for Stadia and uh, our shared, uh, I guess, kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Our sh- our shared not liking the Pixel Bud direction that they're going in, but it's just the way that it's the way the industry is going. Our our, our mutual dislike. Yes, our mutual dislike. Thank you. Our 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 shared maligning of the Pixel Buds. What are some of the other things that uh, that that you've looked at and and you're interested about with this uh, the Google the Made by Google event yesterday? Um, it's interesting to me to see them kind of taking the Google name out of a lot of things and going with nest instead you've got the nest wi-fi which is uh apparently the uh the new google wi-fi which is i mean it's it's a mesh router just like the old one they just changed the name of it i I, I don't know why they're embracing nest all of a sudden i thought they were going back to google um that is interesting there's a lot of rebranding going on and i you know i know that several years ago google separated from uh, Alphabet, which is its parent company, so that they could go and they could do all kinds of different stuff that wasn't necessarily uh, search engine or advertising related. But I don't understand this Nest switch. Uh, having said that, it looks like it's basically the same kind of thing. They've got the Nest Mini, which has like a, a, a spot to mount it on your wall, which is kind of cool if you can hide the wires. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's the Nest and obviously Pixel is uh, the the two buzzwords that they're really going for here. And you're right, and I hadn't noticed until you mentioned. But yeah, they've kind of outside of the Google Assistant, they've kind of cut the the Google word mark out of almost everything here. Right, and it's interesting because in the summer, uh, if you had a Nest thermostat, you were constantly getting emails about, oh, we're switching over to Google. It's going to be Google now, and it looks like I don't I don't know. I guess they were just changing the way the back end of that worked, but they were sticking with the Nest name. Interesting. It is, absolutely. Uh, The Pixelbook Go, Google's latest Chromebook uh, device, is a uh, classic clamshell laptop, 13.3-inch display, full HD or 4K, depending on what you want to pay for there, Uh, up to a core i7 processor and up to 256 gigs of storage, front-firing speakers, 
a uh, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Uh, God bless you. And it comes with a clean, minimalistic design built for portability. Uh, coming in just black, starting at six forty nine, uh, the Pixelbook Go. So th- this is a lot of what they're talking about. I guess w- what is under the hood and what the I guess the outside of the car looks like, so to speak. But the actual way it rides, I suppose, is going to stay very similar. Wouldn't wouldn't you think? Yeah, it, it looks very similar. Now it's it's really interesting to see a uh, a. Chromebook or Pixel book uh, in this price range. I think it's going to be a hard sell for a lot of people. But there are some other changes in the industry coming, and maybe this is Google anticipating that. So um, we have something in the making called Windows Virtual Desktop, where you will be able to access Windows on any device right. as long as you have a web browser. Uh, and you'll be able to use it just like you're sitting right in front of it. So maybe this is Google's shot at getting an affordable, lightweight system out there that will be good for people that are trying to tie into that service, which at this point will be mostly enterprise and commercial clients. All right, so the Pixel 4 and the Pixel 4 XL, before we dig into that, um, your thoughts on on how the pixel had kind of worked and had looked and been and operated for you within that Android space uh, and kind of to a certain extent, I guess, in competition with, you know, everything that Apple is doing and what Samsung is doing, kind of leading the way out of the Android uh, group. And then I guess also you have some, some international uh, brands, mostly Chinese that have kind of been getting a little bit of traction for the kind of openness of what you can do with the phones over the, over time. But your thoughts coming into yesterday of of how the Pixel functioned and what it did and didn't do for you? Um, I've never actually used a Pixel, Jay. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at this Pixel 4, though, and I have to say that I, I, kind, of, I kind of see what everybody's doing now. Uh, like we were talking about, they sort of raised uh, the prices where everybody was a little more comfortable with a $1,000 phone. Mm-hmm so that they could build these other devices and start dropping the price back down. So I see this one's under set this one's right at 799 for the new Pixel. So it looks like that $1000 price range was just a little too uncomfortable for most people. So they're trying to backpedal and take another shot at a slightly cheaper phone with still amazing hardware in it. Yeah, the iPhone 11, I, I noticed uh, that Apple has announced that it is it is moving rapidly and they're very excited about the sales of it. And it is one that, um, you know, they, they kind of brought their price point back too, kind of, again, uh, lending to the fact that that $1,000 price tag uh, to get in the door was just a little bit too far out there. That and the fact that um, they also mentioned that the 6 and the 6S uh, not being serviced any, anymore has kind of pushed people into buying back in now. And it's interesting, as opposed to the X, uh, this 11 here, uh, the X was kind of it's it's it was like one of those video games where you slap a little bit of, a little bit of an update on it and you put a new name to it and it's the next year's version. Uh, whereas a lot of people have thought that the 11 is is a is a marked step forward for the iPhone and getting it this year for cheaper is actually a good deal for folks who've decided to go in this year 
and kind of makes it not such a great deal for folks who decided to bite the bullet and go in last year. Right. Well, it's the uh, it's the new the eleven anyways, not the eleven Pro. Uh, is the newer cheap phone? I saw a billboard the other day that said you can get it for like two ninety nine or something with a contract. I guess yeah. uh, that's you know we're, we've reached that range of trying to make these things super affordable for people so that they will go out and adopt them because it was just there just weren't that many people out there that were like oh boy i'm gonna spend a thousand dollars on a new phone (laughs) because the same thing as the old one yeah by and large and that's it i mean it it, unless you're unless you are you know you want to nerd out with phones and then you're just head over heels for this technology and and you know the newest technology in phones is just something that really drives you yeah, I mean, they were really becoming a niche thing by by the way they priced themselves out of the general public, seemingly by and large. Let's go to the phones. One eight seven seven MPB ring. One eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Sorry to cut you off there. Uh, we got Alan and Brandon on the phone. Alan, good morning. Hey, Jay and Jeremy. Yeah, I, I, just a couple of quick comments. Yeah, the, the the iPhone eleven Pro and eleven Pro. I think maybe eleven Pro Max, maybe the bigger one. I, I may have the term wrong. They're still north of a They're still north of a thousand dollars, though. I mean, but but at least at least these guys are figuring out that not everybody uh, has unlimited funds, and, and they're having models that, that other people can afford and stuff. So right. You, you can you can that. at least get in the door for less than a thousand dollars. Right, right, right. Plus, if you if you had, I mean, uh, you know, the, the model where they always quote the low price, I always notice it has limited memory in it. So if, if you really wanted to perform and stuff, you usually got to bump it up another hundred bucks or so but uh, uh the thing i'm kind of concerned about and, and, I, and i may be alone because i'm a bit of a dinosaur with some of this stuff is I, like the google stadia I, I don't do any gaming and stuff but everything's going to a subscription-based model and I, i'm a little concerned about that i you know i don't know i'm afraid they're going to get us i mean like microsoft office has moved this office 365 subscription-based service and and they've all i mean you know these guys have figured it out they, they, they want to get you, you know, get you locked in and, and have to keep paying them on a regular basis. Where you used to go out and do some shopping and, and find a decent price for for software or hardware and stuff, and you know, you, you may have had a, a you know a fairly steep upfront charge or, or not so steep, but uh, now everything's moved to you know you, you got to pay them every month now, and uh, you know I, I, I'm sure the Stadia will be lots of fun. I know Jeremy, you got your pre order in, but I mean, it used to be. I mean, you needed a pretty good muscle computer to do all the all the gaming stuff. And now, I guess Google thinks. I guess they'll be able to do it all on their own servers. And uh, if you have a fast, I guess you need a fairly fast connection uh, of a fairly fast Wi-Fi connection yes. mm-hmm. to be able to get the the the, the, the true gaming experience. But uh, uh, but. That kind of puts them in a position that they can change the price whenever they want to, I guess, and 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 stick you. But yeah, like I say, I, I'm not real familiar with with the model, but it just seems like everything's moving to a subscription based model. And, you know, they, I guess they need their money. I understand why they're doing it. Well, but, Alan, there's it's it's kind of a it's a it's a catch twenty two. Uh, I mean, like you said, um, there's something to being able to buy something up front and then it's yours and you're not on the hook to the company for it anymore. But the flip side of that is is that a lot of like you mentioned uh, some some different companies and products that had gone to that. Um, it, it, we've got 
Google who's offering Stadia uh, for that kind of – one of the things I you mentioned, Microsoft Office. Um, I thought of the uh, Adobe products that they have, the, the suite of products that they have there. Uh, which includes some re- some pretty expensive things like Photoshop. Photoshop is not cheap, but it's a no. great product, and it's not Photoshop is not just a, a niche product for photographers anymore. There's a there's a wide uh, market for Photoshop, and so charging you know several hundred dollars to buy you know a, to buy Photoshop is just not you can't do that anymore. Um, you, you're cutting into your market drastically. And so if they've figured out um, if you can get folks on the hook for $20 a month as opposed to making them pay $400 up front, um, then it's much, it's much more digestible for a much larger portion of the marketplace. And also it has the benefit of, you know, folks kind of ultimately uh, you wind up usually paying more. And they usually make more off the market just at a slower pace. And the dog is totally against this entire thing, as I can hear in the background. Nah, yeah, the, the, the dog yaps all the time. Sorry about that. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, no, no I, I, I'm perfectly clear on the economics of, of why they're doing it. Just like I, uh, I, I, I've always realized that a product for two ninety nine at the grocery store, I mean, that's $3. I mean, you know, yeah. you know it's, it's, it's psychology. And, you know, I, I got that. People want a, a, a low monthly figure, but... Man, it's it's real easy to fall in the trap that you know you're paying this low monthly figure. Hey, you need to stop and think how many months you're going to be paying that, and 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 do and do the math. But you know, that's uh, true. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, I, you know, just, just a comment. I know it, 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 it's my opinion, and like I tell folks, my opinion and a dollar buys me my choice. The Dollar Tree. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alan, man, we appreciate the call. Thanks for starting us off this morning. When we come back, we'll speak with Wilma in Memphis. But yeah, especially for things like. Uh, the the Microsoft Office uh, suite of programs. When you have Google putting basically the same stuff, not quite as feature rich, uh, but when you have Google putting the same stuff out for free, um, for free use uh, with you know cross platform technology, which kind of forced Microsoft to move quickly to kind of adapt in that area. When you're when your competition is offering the same thing for free, you kind of got to find a way to not charge people in the hundreds uh, to get in uh, with that. So we'll take a time out here. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. You give us a call, one eight seven seven mpb ring one 672 7464 This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio.
Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Jeremy Thompson. I am Jay White. Thanks for listening to us this morning. As always, you can get us. Uh, if you missed the show live, you can listen to the podcast. Uh, it is free in the iTunes and Google Play stores. You can now get it on uh, uh, the uh, Google Podcast app now. It's been updated, and we're in there now. And uh, Google Music Play, we're in there now. We've been in the iTunes store for a while uh, and, of course, Spotify as well. You can get it there. Of course, you can always download the MPB Public Media app, which is free in the iTunes and Google Play Store. You can listen to it on demand there, along with most all of your NPR shows that you love and uh, all of the local stuff here on MPB Think Radio, including uh, all your news stuff, Mississippi Edition and news stories from throughout the day. It's very, very handy, the MPB Public Media app. And I'm not even paid to tell you that. Technically, one eight seven seven MPB ring is the number one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll go to the phones, and Wilma is on the line with us from Memphis. Wilma, good morning. Good morning. I've got phone problems. I'm on AT and T on a family plan with my son-in-law and daughter. I had an S six, and it was acting up. And Sunday, he said he would take it to AT and T and upload something. Well, he came home with a new phone. I don't know which one it is, but it is very different from what I'm used to. And I've been struggling with text messages, with uh, emails, the whole bit since Sunday. And I don't know what I did this morning, but I just got an email on my computer saying that my AOL account was used to sign in on iOS and MSCOS, I don't even know what in the devil they're talking about. Okay. And it says, if so you did this, you're all you're, set. If not, please use this link to stop sharing and create a new password. Okay, no worries there. It's just telling you that there was another device that you had been uh, logged into, and it's most likely your new phone. Is your new phone an iPhone? Yes. Okay, so it's telling you that... I don't know which that, one, but it's an iPhone. Well, it's telling you that you logged into that account from iOS, which is the operating system that's on your phone. So that's uh, that's completely normal there. Now, as far as uh, using the device and email and so forth, um, you would use messages for text messages, and you would use mail for your email. Well, uh, so it, it seems to me like AT&T ought to have a class telling you how to use these things. Uh, well, I think now, that did, you say that, did you say that your son... Uh, took your old phone in and came back with a new he phone? They, it was an S6, and he said when he walked in with it, and he said he wanted something uploaded, they laughed at him. Yeah, well, the, the 6 and the 6S are kind of, they're, they're, yeah. yeah. So what what your son could help you with is that the difference between the 6 and what you have now with the 11 is the, the hand gestures that get you into the phone, number one, the hand gestures that that change you between programs that you know open up your list of programs that you have open uh, that you can close and different things like that. The hand gestures are just they're they're updated and they're very different. And I know this as being a, a guy who has an Android and has a wife who has an iPhone. And how and I have kind of muscle memory from back when I had an iPhone, which was back in the day. And the way her iPhone works is nothing like I remember iPhones working. And so I try to do these hand gestures, and it just looks at me like, what a clown, right? Oh. And so he, he just he needs to help you 
kind of build some muscle memory with these the these new gestures that you need to do to get around your new phone and where they've moved stuff from one place to another as they've updated it over time uh, and and all of the same functions are still there and they're probably more uh, they're they're better now than they used to be they're just in different places and it takes different hand gestures to get there and he just needs to help you figure all that stuff out well, it kind of okay. sounded to me like she may have had an Android phone to begin AOS with. or whatever it is. iOS. I don't need to worry about that. No, that email? No. Uh, and again, like Jeremy was saying, that's just, that's your account letting you know that uh, your account was um, accessed, basically. Well, I, I ran across it while I was listening to your program, and it's, okay, this is a good time to call. So Right. And what were you saying, Jeremy? Um, I was saying it sounded to me like she had an Android phone and she was switched over to iOS, and that's why she doesn't know how to use anything on the device. Um, no, did I you have an Android phone before? before? I know. It had been my grandson's. It was a hand-me-down. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, um, I don't understand why they laughed at your son when you went in the store. But, uh, yeah, the uh, the newer phone should... If you had an iPhone before, it should be very similar to the old one. There's, you know, there's some new bells and well, whistles. Well, the, the but icons as far as... Or, the, or the apps or whatever you call those things are the same. But like when I cr- press on uh, what I used to be and still is text, it's just a different format to get there. And if I push on contacts, I don't get my list of contacts like I used to. I have to go through three steps to get to that. Hmm. So I don't know if it's me or the phone. Uh, well, it'll just take a little little using it, getting used to it. Just just a remember to, to to take it slow and be patient with yourself because it is a new device, okay. and you'll do just fine. Okay, thanks a bunch. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Wilma. We appreciate the call this morning. Like I said, I mean, I'm the I I host the tech show, <laughs> and uh, you know, working working with an uh, with an Apple iPhone these days is totally different than what I remember it to be. And so, I mean, it's it's a trick. I have to keep reminding myself of the things that I learn. Now, I use it infrequently, so it's not like I build a bunch of muscle memory with this thing. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot different. And, and what you're experiencing, Wilma, is totally normal. Wouldn't you say, Jeremy? Yes, yes. Uh, it's just a newer device, new bells and whistles. Gonna Gonna take a little playing with it, but just be patient with it and remember that if you get lost, you can always hit that home button and go right back to the main screen and start all over again. There you go. one mpb ring is the number. one 672 Wes in Mobile is up next. Wes, good morning. Good morning. Uh, a few years back, I had to work with uh, Microsoft support uh, to resolve a problem on my personal computer at home. And I uh, signed up for, I believe it's called Answer Desk, and it's a $134 annual fee that I've been paying for several years, and I, I haven't used it since I signed up for it, and I was thinking about canceling it. So before I did, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it, see if you recommend it or don't think it's useful or, or any thoughts. Oh, hang on. Uh, Jer- Sorry. Hey, Jeremy, start over. I, I accidentally hit a button, and you were out there for a second. That's my fault. Um, I actually didn't hear his question. I'm kind of having it's, it's since I had to call in. It's kind of hard to hear. What what was his question? So uh, Wes had um, 
Uh, he got a, a situation with his computer a couple of years ago fixed, and Microsoft hooked him up with the Microsoft Answer Desk, but it's like $135 annual charge. And I don't know, Wes, I'm guessing you're not getting what you feel is like value out of it. And so before he goes and cancels this thing, he needs some advice on whether or not he really should cancel it. Uh, Wes, do you generally need assistance with your computer uh, on a regular basis? When was no, the actual last time that you used the service? And I, and I, you know, browse the Internet for different things, pay bills, and then I use basic software like Excel and Microsoft, but uh, well, or Excel and Word, but it's not a business computer now. Okay, well, I would say uh, if you aren't calling that number on a regular basis, then you're not the uh, the client that they're looking for, and you could probably go ahead and cancel that service. Now, I mean, if you, if you call them all the time and you needed help, obviously you would be using it and it would be much more useful to you, but it, it's just end-user support for basic troubleshooting on your PC, and if you don't need that a lot, then I would say go ahead and save that 135 bucks a month a, a year uh, on that service. Okay, thank you very much, Wes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate the call, Wes. One eight seven seven MPB ring is the number. One eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Let's see. Up next, we have Debbie, who is in Wes. And Debbie, good morning. Good morning. Um, not your last caller that was on air, but your previous lady caller, uh-huh. and I had just tuned in then. I'm older myself, and I have found that it is really helpful to write down step-by-step step the processes needed in a composition notebook that I have at home, oh. and to also write them down on an index card that I carry with me. Wow, that's really good. And and that just and if you want to protect your index card instead of having to rewrite everything, you can just go to um, any print shop and have it laminated. There you go. Absolutely, that's a that's a real easy uh, way. And of course, you get the benefit of writing it down. Right? We remember everything better when we write it down. Well, but, but it's handy. Oh, absolutely. That's the most important part. Step by step, it's handy, and then you don't have to say, "Oh my gosh, where am I? What do I need to do?" and and try to figure it out. Again, in your head, yeah. when you've got it handy right there, you know, in your reach. All right, Debbie, we appreciate the tip this morning. All right. All right, thanks a lot. Debbie from Wesson, home of the wolves of Colin. I hope uh, Wilma in Memphis heard that, and uh, she can apply that uh, useful tip. one eight seven seven mpb ring is the number, one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464 after this timeout. We're going to be going out to Okalona. This is Everyday Tech on Think Radio. We'll be back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio.
Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on Think Radio. Jeremy Thompson. I am Jay White. Thanks for listening this morning. One eight seven seven MPB ring is the number. One eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Right back out to the phones. We have Mamie who is in Oklahoma. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I have a question. I have an iPhone eight plus, and ever since I did the download, the thirteen point one point two. Uh, my phone just goes off in the middle of a conversation uh, hmm. when I'm on Google and it says no service, no uh, SIM cards. Okay. All right. So uh, before we go and do something crazy drastic, let's do a basic reset. So you're going to go to settings and then you're going to go to general and you're going to scroll all the way down to the bottom. And this is unless Apple has changed this in the latest version of iOS. Uh, you're going to tap on the reset button, and then you're going to reset network settings. You're not going to reset the phone. You're going to reset network settings. Uh, your phone will reboot. It'll take a couple of minutes for it to come back on, and that should fix your issue. If it does not, then you need to look at possibly uh, reloading the iOS on the phone, uh, which means you will want to make sure that you back up your data before you do so. Okay. I think I did the network resetting. I haven't done anything else, but uh, I'll try it again. Okay. Well, we uh, we are sorry to hear that your uh, update broke your phone, but it does happen quite a bit these days, and it's uh, it's it's always a, a, a risk when you hit that update now button. Yep, I know. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much. Absolutely, and um, it will be here next Wednesday. You can give us a call back and let us know if that if that worked. Uh, if it's gotten any better, you can also email us everydaytech at mpbonline.org. But uh, we would love to to have you keep us up to date with how it's going. All right, let's go uh, back to the phones. In Louisiana, we have uh, Glenn. Glenn, good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Doing good. I have never had problems trying to give money away, but I can't <laughs> give AT&T my money. Here's the problem. I got five cell phones on my telephone. My son all just put two phones on there at three hundred dollars a piece, and I just bought one because I lost my flip phone in the woods. I guess Bigfoot found it. But I went in. They told me I could get the first bill, come in the AT and T store, and pay pay it off, and I did that. They said, oh, we can't do that because you're on a bundle. But you can go to the store in another city, and they can do it. So I went there yesterday, and they said, no, we can't do it either. Hmm. I've called AT&T all day, day before yesterday, and they, they kept referring me to here and referring me to there. But, no, I just want to give them my Visa card number and have them pay all three <laughs> phones off, and they can't, right. I can't get anybody. Okay, uh, so Glenn, um, I recently had to play a lot of phone tag with AT&T myself uh, personally and then for a client. Um, sadly, it just seems that you have to be passed around their system for a while until you get to somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, Do they unfortunately, have anybody that knows what they're doing? <laughs> well, you know, they're supposed to. That's, that's one of their – they claim to. That's up, that's up um, to individual interpretation. Uh, well, what 
you know, what you I may have to I... do, what you may have to do is actually go to the AT and T website. And see if you can log into your account through there because I know when I log into it in my own account, when I log in and I look at the phones that I have, I have the option to pay off my phone right now as it is. So I if you go that. into – okay, and, and what happened? Locked. I got locked out. Okay, so was it because didn't you didn't know, know your password? password? Okay, right. so unfortunately – You'll have to call support again and hopefully find somebody who knows how to reset your password uh, so that you can get access to that. And then you should be able to go in there and do it. If not, unfortunately, you're going to have to continue to try to call AT&T and say, hey, I've got money I want to give you guys. If somebody could just be competent enough to take it. Yeah, but the problem with that is I get a foreigner all the time, and they'd be glad to take my money, but not for (laughs) AT&T. Right, yeah. Well... I uh, I deal with that little uh, that little fiasco all too often, and all I can say is be patient, and eventually you'll get to somebody who can help you. Eventually, Glenn, we appreciate the call sorry. this morning, and sorry for the the runaround. Um, <laughs> is you know, AT and T has a lot of uh, franchise stores out there, as opposed to I've, the the Apple stores, which are all. Apple-owned stores. Do you think that's part of the disconnect in, in I think, the ability to not just to, to not be able to just walk up into an AT and T store and pay off things that you want to pay off with your AT and T account? That was my first thought: was that he had gone into an independently owned store, and they were like, "Oh, we can't do it here. You have to go to an official AT and T store." How do you identify that from the outside when it says AT and T? I don't right. know. But uh, hopefully he can just keep calling through, and he'll get somebody who can assist him. All right, let's uh, wrap up the calls today with Ray, who is in Fort Worth, Texas. Ray, good morning. Morning. Go right ahead. Well, I've got a um, an older iPhone, and for some reason now, when I go to my photos, and if I want to try to text one to somebody, I get a message that pops up that says "unable to share," and then it talks about "try again later," but that never works. Hmm. Uh, so is it only when you're trying to text it? Can you share it through email, or is it just when you hit the share button that you run into this issue? It's whenever I try to yeah, share it. Uh, it says the same thing. Like if I try to even play a video that I've got stored on my phone, it'll it'll say the same thing. It won't let me even watch the video. And have you tried to update iOS on that device? Uh, well, it did it automatically for me the other day, even though I didn't want to do it because mm. it seems like everything changes. But so it's updated. So it had that problem before and after the update. Yes. Ooh. Uh, that so it's only when you're hitting the share button, though, right? Do we lose him? I think Ray may have gone through a, a bad space there. Yeah. Oh, uh, that is a really, really tough issue to diagnose. Um, I, I really, if he could send us an email, everydaytech at mpbonline.org, I, I could dig into that a little deeper with him, but that, that's, that's a toughie. I, I can't, I don't know how to tell him that off the top of my head. Ray, man, uh, stick it out. Yeah, send us an email. We'll also be here next Wednesday. Um, we had a bunch of stuff we didn't even have a chance to get to today, um, including, uh, let's see here, uh, six paid iPhone apps that you can now download for free here in October. Also, Android has a series of those. Uh, and our YouTube channel of the week, which is something I wanted to kind of start this week, but again, we didn't have a chance to get to it. And we're going to put all that stuff on our Facebook 
page. Search Everyday Tech MPB on Facebook. For Jeremy, I'm Jay. Thanks so much for listening and stay tuned. Coming up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Next on MPB Think Radio.